Hey, Peter. Oh, yeah. It's, it's about to pop off here. It's not going to be rough. It's not going to be difficult or hard or jagged. It's going to be pretty smooth today. I only got one thing to say. What do you got? If love and smooth jazz is wrong, then I don't want to be right. I'm Adam Manis. I'm Peter Martin. You're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Music, smooth music coming at you. Wait, wait, come on. Bring it back up. You're killing my vibe. Oh. Sorry, he's in the vibe now. Oh, what? It's a great record. Come on. I mean, it's what more do you want, man? It's it's 75 degrees outside right now. Why are we? We should be doing this podcast. We're sitting at the park. You got a little. You got a little. A little. A little rosé. Maybe a little white Zinfandel Listen, in your hand. What's that? Nothing Caleb, wrong with that. Can we do this podcast from a 1997 Chrysler Sebring? That would be amazing. <laughs> with the top down, top sitting down. outside, but with the with the with the ignition on. Ignition on. Yeah. Air conditioning blowing. Just you ain't worried about the. You, we're, you, we're breezing. Yeah. You ain't worried about the climate. Come on, man. <laughs> we're eating food. We're throwing the trash out into the street. <laughs> this for 20 minutes <laughs> gb the great oh, george benson is gb in the house today. underrated right. somehow i mean he's so famous is he but, underrated well we don't talk about him a lot we do don't we, we don't yeah. talk about him enough here george benson a genius of the guitar and uh i think a great entree we kind of answered our own question what are we calling this today well Have we this come is up called with is it wrong to like <laughs> smooth jazz obviously not <laughs> Can you tell where we stand, or at least I stand? Yeah. But this will be fun, because I think we want to do a little bit of splaining in terms of what is smooth jazz. And, I mean, it's look, it's not for us well, to say, but it's not for anyone to say. You right? know how much I love labels, yeah. especially <laughs> labeling music. No, there's really no such thing. I mean, obviously, it's like, you know, when you hear it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it's such a wide tent, all of this music. And yeah. uh, I think sometimes people, especially jazz snobs like us. Jazz police, jazz yeah. snobs, jazz elitists. Look, uh, look down their nose. Right. At some... I'm not checking my um, phone, by the way. I know sometimes people... Oh, a video of mine. Sorry. It that sounds like you're watching your own No, I want to get to my now. list because my computer here, the, the oh. power went out. So okay. I'm going to come check over here. Um, but yeah, no, jazz snobbery. I mean, it doesn't get any more snobbish than when we assault uh, the, what is smooth jazz. In fact, it's such a third rail, it's not often even spoken about. That's right? true. Yeah. It's considered so beneath us. But this is the thing. I don't consider it's smooth not, jazz. I've actually participated. Probably. I'm going to tell you this. I'm, you know what? Okay. I'm 52 years old now. Go for okay? it. Okay, so I can say what I want. Yeah. I can admit what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please don't strike me down. I'm not going to strike um, me down. I have participated in a performance capacity in the smooth jazz cruise several times in the smooth jazz cruise cruise is this with Bodie? i've cruised the let's not let's not name names okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not that old yet i'm not i'm not prepared to admit that uh no i play with several artists yeah great artists on the I smooth bet that's jazz a fun cruise. cruise it's fun um so there's several jazz cruises and there's like the regular jazz cruise the balloon i mean i've done different ones over the years but they're fun because people that are coming are passionate about the music and the artists that are going to be there. There's no like surprises in terms of you see what the line. It's like going to a festival. It's just like a smooth jazz festival at sea. So there used to be more smooth jazz festivals. That that format kind of fell apart a little bit in terms of how they promoted it. It, it feels like it did since the early 2000s. It, there were you know, a lot like more. with CD 101 yeah. with that format and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. But I think today would be fun. Like if we just kind of throw out there, 
what our opinions, full disclosure, this is not a scientifically studied thing. This is just our opinions. Well, right? yeah, I mean, we're just going to be playing our favorite smooth jazz songs, aren't we? Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to have to do the plan because, like I say, I don't have that capacity over here. But what I do have the capacity to is to talk about the origins of smooth well, jazz. Well, what do you think consider to be the first smooth jazz album? Because I just played mine, which is George Benson's Breezin. Oh, you came strong. It's 1976. So it was a little late, I think, because you were you brought up an interesting point when we were talking about this episode about what is smooth jazz. Yeah. And you said, well, isn't really bossa nova in the 60s <laughs> yes was it had a has a very similar feel to smooth yeah. jazz might because yeah. it's got just a really steady beat right yeah it's super easy to listen to right uh, very singable melodies i mean that's all good music but there is something kind of smoother about it than maybe you know john coltrane quartet playing my favorite things right surely right you know, right so so it would be like the i hate to make it this un unscientific and this arbitrary but it really is a little bit like could you see yourself in the summer outside enjoying <laughs> this at the park with a little bit of white zinfandel <laughs> you know it's not the why is it always why, why is it always white, white because that's because white zinfandel is like this might be a little before it's never a sauvignon blanc no that's what i'm saying yeah. it's like it, it might have its or like the the grape might be sauvignon blanc but it's a white – oh, no, that would be a different grape, actually. No, but it's like – it's a little bit cheap and cheesy depending on how you look at it. But there's some – There's there, often cheese with it. There's often cheese. <laughs> but when the weather's right, there's nothing better. There was a wine – there's this wine that I usually don't like a lot called Vino Verde. Oh, I love a Vino, Vino you, Verde. You love a yeah, Vino course, Verde. Yeah. But but I had it one – I never really liked it. It always tasted cheap you and cheesy. You have it in Italy. I had it in Portugal, which is where it's from. I, that's what I meant. You have yeah. to have it in Spain. But where with it's from, some it's fish, Northern Spain. like by the, by the water. It's like in the right situation, it becomes great. Yeah. And so I think that's what smooth jazz is. Um, I mean, but but something like Breeze It, you're kind of cheating a little bit because this is just a great record with incredible playing, great arrangements, Benson just killing it. Let me great. ask you something. What? What do you know about Bob James? What do you know about Touchdown? Oh, yeah. Come on. So, the intersection of jazz, smoothness, Fender Rhodes, and uh, 70s dramas. Come on. <laughs> Network Come dramas, on. man. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely smooth, yeah. But I'm going to go one step before. Okay. You what asked you the got? question, what do I consider yeah, the first? So, yeah, for sure. I would say some Bossa Nova stuff, and certainly like Sergio Mendez and stuff going along. But I'm going to go back to a little record you probably haven't heard of. Put yourself in 1959. Oh, wow. A little record by a gentleman named Miles Davis called Kind of Blue. Oh, so interesting. <laughs> so you're going to consider this. I consider that the very first smooth jazz record. What? So you're thinking you got, uh, what would you say, Chardonnay? <laughs> White Zinfandel. White Zinfandel. Yeah. You're outside. Yeah. It's a beautiful spring day. Yeah, I would enjoy this. There's salty sea air. There's sea air coming off of, you know, maybe we're in Long Beach, California. That's a big smooth jazz um, epicenter. Interesting. You know. Now. This is the precursor. You, it's interesting you played this this little one minute segment introduction to So What is the no. least smooth jazz of this no. record. So no. <laughs> I'm having a little trouble. Now here we are. Come on, man. We're sipping. We got plastic. We might even have a solo cup. That's okay. The career. <laughs> the career. Yeah. Maybe even a little, um, a little Wisconsin cheddar. Oh, yeah. You know. No, but I think that this was the first record, possibly, that was just about a vibe and a groove. And you might be like, well, there's no backbeat. To me, backbeat is not the only thing that makes something smooth jazz. You know what I mean? It's a vibe. It's more of like music for the people. It's less um, inward looking. 
it's less like about the musicians and it's certainly about the artistry, but on more of like a macro level. You there know seems what I mean? to be more of a blurred line, not between straight ahead. I would, I, I hear what you're saying with that, but there seems to be more of a blurred line between like fusion or funk yeah. and smooth jazz, right? Yeah. So like, but I don't think that all great funk records are smooth jazz. Like no, for not instance, at all. the meters. Yeah, the meters that's are like not strong jazz. funk New Orleans, but no, I don't think Parliament's they did. Parliament's not smooth jazz. Yeah. yeah now there might have been a couple of tracks that the meters did that got into smooth jazz category, but that's not like your prototypical smooth jazz. Smooth jazz, jazz is group. more adult. It's more like grown ups with jobs. Yeah, <laughs> grown folks music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But ones that, that don't necessarily want to be like so engaged with the artistry and lineage of the music in a way. It's a more casual kind of thing. And I don't mean that in a backwards or derogatory way or anything there is like we talked about last episode there's a balance to all this and i'm not saying that kind of blue is a smooth jazz record but kind of blue is more of a smooth jazz record closer to a smooth jazz record than the meters let's put it that way or for instance like um the john coltrane quartet <laughs> you know like yeah. we were talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's not about great better whatever it's just situational kind of music right so who else do you got you know as sort of your prototype. Okay, so so getting into like less controversial, but what I think is the sort of great and the pinnacle of, of smooth jazz that no one would argue, and I think is some of the greatest, along with like Breeze and George Benson, would be um, Grover Washington Jr., pretty much anything that he did. That, to me, also is... Mr. This, Magic this is track, the most yeah, popular. Exactly. This track I, I knew you were going to pull that up. Yeah. <laughs> Also, if you want to play a smooth jazz gig, this is yeah, you yeah. Know or a wedding one. from yeah. a certain era. And this is, I mean, they didn't, you know, Grover didn't invent this, but he codified it with this. You got the Crusaders, of course, Joe Sample, Benson, you know. And this is getting into okay, it's about the groove. It's instrumental pop music from that day, maybe you know. But very interesting and, and beautiful and easy to hug harmonies. You know, these there's a lot of harmonic movement, but it's easy to hug, you know. Altered sound, but it's not a it's not a harsh art altered. Voicings, but nothing too crazy. But Grover, you know, great sound, intonation, beautiful phrasing. Tight tight drums come on what year is this uh mid 70s yeah i was gonna say 75 uh, this seems yeah. to be the, when it really starts coming together the 75 76 yeah and so the thing with this track and really just grover in general because he was so yeah i'm just thinking okay so he's so influential um, that is a little bit of a bad rap because I think you have a lot of later on saxophonists that came along that really smoothed it out. Certainly, you can hear the influences of Grover, but it's a little cornier. It's a little less interesting. Like this, you know, stands up to the to the test of time. I would say. I would like. Agree. I love this just as much as I remember when. Sounds I don't good. really remember when this record came out, but I remember hearing it certainly in the late seventies and about ever since. Keys players. What do you know about this? What? Oh, is that gruesome? No. Oh, sample? Joe Sample. Joe sample. Yeah, of course. Carmel. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that great? 
Joe Sample, I think, again, so influential yeah. to some cornier, smoother jazz stuff. Joe Sample, but his amazing. stuff stayed. The most popular track here is "Greener Grass" from Voices in the Rain, oh, 1981. Yeah, oh, this is that's my jam. Yeah. Oh. But Bob James, Joe Sample, Dave Grusin a little bit yeah, later. You mentioned Dave Grusin. Yeah. He's another one. And I mean, I think for Sample, he was such an imaginative pianist, keyboardist. Um, yeah. Power oh, wave. producer Caleb's calling for Power Wave. Tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, an, I'm gonna give you another hot take in a second. Also, shout out to GRP Records. Remember GRP? Yeah, Bruceon's record company. Yeah, of Kenny Kirkland's only record was on that. Especially in this era, mid seventies through probably mid eighties, yeah, they were just the smooth jazz or the smoother jazz artists were just crushing melodically. Right, the melodies are so singable. Yeah. Uh, Little funky, little funky vibe. Dave Grusin. Yeah. And I think this, like, this kind of sound, not necessarily just Dave Grusin, but kind of what it's getting into the sound, um, I think did certainly influence and kind of lead to some other smooth jazz areas that really got into more with singers or without in kind of the 80s. You talk about like Anita Baker, Sweet Love, that whole sound. I would call that... Sade. Sade. That's really smooth jazz in a lot of ways. Like you take away the vocals, it's definitely smooth jazz, you know. And really uh, stuff that I like. Let's give a little St. Louis love here to our very own David Sanborn. David, okay. You've done some playing with Sanborn. Yeah, I mean... Our own Bob DeBoo has played with him last weekend. Yeah. Maputo. Maputo, of course. Yeah, Yeah, this is very... I mean, this, this is Bob is, James and David Samuel. Right. And Marcus Miller. Yeah. Like, we can't leave him out because he's sort of the behind the scenes and in front of the scenes, especially with Sam Moore. Marcus Miller, so influential during oh, Yeah, of the sound, you know. And that bridge between, you know, Luther Vandross and all the stuff he did with his uncle Luther Vandross is that connection, I think. Same thing with Sweet. Marcus Miller's uncle is Luther Vandross? Yeah. What? Yeah, or, yeah, uncle, I think. Or cousin, maybe. I, I had no idea. Yeah. I was like, it was his first gig. Yeah, this is getting more smooth jazz in there. What's not to like, though? Yeah, I know. You can shit. What was that movie around this time? It might have been from this. With Michelle Pfeiffer and, like, Ken Russell and Kurt Russell or whatever. Put yourself back in the 1980s. But you gotta, I mean, I think Sanborn's sound also insanely uh, influential. Yeah, yeah. A lot of and Sanborn clones. Absolutely. And and so, yeah. And I think his 
clones, it's kind of been harder than, I don't know, something about Grover's. I mean, both of them have kind of been both bastardized of them, yeah, at different times. For sure. But I would say like Sambor because early on, like he had that sound over kind of stuff that I wouldn't necessarily say is smooth jazz, like like Tuesday Heartbreak with Stevie Wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sanborn's tone yeah. and sound is exactly the same. Yeah. But that doesn't really, for some reason, Stevie, I don't know. Would you say that is is, is smooth jazz? Well, let's listen to, well, that's, I mean, that's the thing. It's Funk, actually, fusion. Yeah, I guess there's a little bit of I Steve. think you can hear Stevie Wonder's influence on pretty much every genre past. Oh, for sure. But I'm saying, are there any tracks of Stevie that would jump out to you as being smooth jazz? So is this Sanborn on Tuesday Heartbreak? Tuesday Heartbreak, exactly. So this is from 1972's Talking Book. Yeah. The greatest albums of all time. Oh, he put the chorus effect on it though, right? I don't think, well. Tuesday Heartbreak. Yeah, that is, that is. Seem to be That clap, man, that, this mix is incredible. Cause you say. Sanborn had to be, he was young, yeah. 28 or something? Yeah, probably. Tuesday break on Guess you just don't care you Yeah, I mean, you can argue that Stevie Wonder's whole early collection is also hugely influential on smooth jazz. Yeah, but is it like the No, even, it's not. Like I almost feel like kind of blue. This is a hot this is a bad this can be a controversial hot, hot take. take. Hot, hot take, take folks. Do we have a hot, hot take, take we, graphic? We, we got a TikTok pull out. What's going on? No, but I mean like to me kind of blue and Boston over is more smooth jazz than Stevie. I agree. I don't know why. Yeah. Because Stevie's stuff, I mean as much as like Grover or Sanborn, I don't know. Stevie's thing is just so particular. What about something like My Sharia Moore or Isn't She Lovely? Yeah. I it's mean, too, just it's too earthy. That's root, the thing. It's R&B. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. All this. But I do think that- in That's what I'm saying. Labels are stupid. They are stupid. <laughs> but the stuff that we can all agree is smooth jazz. And look, we're being positive here. You notice we haven't mentioned the smooth jazz we don't like. Would you like to wade into those waters, sir? Well, there's a ton. Well, <laughs> yeah. We don't need to do that. But the stuff that everybody would agree, not talking about enough, kind of blue and of, Stevie Wonder. There's a ton of every genre I don't exactly. like. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to shine a light on. Grover Washington Jr., George Benson's, the OGs, the undisputable OGs. Spend Same some, kind of blue. That that might be controversial. Yeah, if, just as a, if you haven't spent a lot of time with George Benson's music, do yourself a yeah. favor. Spend some quality hours with yeah. GB. And, and I mean, somebody, it was, I'm glad you brought up Dave Grusin because I don't think about Dave him Grusin enough. Dave Grusin, too. Such a great oh my gosh. player. And like that's the, the the soundtrack to the movie called The Firm, the Tom Cruise yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. He has yeah. a great soundtrack. That's kind of bluesy smooth jazz, I would call that. Bluesy it, smooth. Well, because he's joined. Smoothie the, the, smooth It's kind blues. of memphis but I wouldn't call that a blues record at all. The Firm but it's got soundtrack. Some, yeah, yeah. That's got some great, and it's like a lot of overdubs he did on the disc club here. That sounds a little bit like Peter Martin. It is. Oh, yeah. Oh, You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's bluesy. It's blues adjacent. And this is layered several things that he's doing. Smooth jazz solo piano? I don't know. Wasn't this partly in, it was partly in New Orleans, wasn't it? This yeah. Um, film. Memphis. Memphis. Yeah. A lot of Joe Sample influence for sure. I just like direct this. Joe Samples though. I watched this movie a few months ago. It's, it's really a great good. piano. Yeah. It's one of the best, like I think it's only piano or mostly solo piano. But apparently the way he recorded this, like he like he did that and then he he added all the stuff on top. Sweet. Which is a good way of getting around. All right. Well, Peter. Smooth jazz lives. Super, super fun. Well, should we go out on some Kenny G? <laughs> You'll hear it. <laughs>